Right here in the studio is the famous and amazing Dr. Angel Falzoni. <laughs> you, you always just kind of cringe when I start to introduce you, don't you, Dr. Angel? You sure build me up. <laughs> All right. Okay. And another wonderful show we are about to have on the topic of handling or dealing with life's uncertainties. And last week was part one. We had some good response. And, um, you know, I think everybody has uncertainties and difficulties, right? Absolutely. I don't think we can be alive or human without uncertainties. <laughs> Absolutely. So we've got a lot to talk about today, including some uh, response from some call-in um uh, listeners, and so stay tuned for a great show. But let us get uh, done first with the housekeeping things. We want you to be familiar with Goyard, and we have a website, goyard2014.org. And at the end of each month, our webmaster puts all of the shows from that month up on our website. So we have a ton of shows from the last year and a half, Doctor. We've got quite a bit of body of work right there already. We sure do. Great resources. Right. And with topics like what have we covered? Give me an example. We've covered fear, worry, anxiety, parenting, teenagers, like all kinds of stuff. Just all kinds of things. We really have setting proper boundaries. I always refer to that because that was a three-part series early on. It was. In that first year, that was amazing that has gotten a lot of response and a lot of, well, people have been really helped from that series. Learning to fight fear, uh, fight fair. That was a cool one that we Learning to fight fair. And I remember one when life gives you lemons and, you know, there was just a whole lot of great shows on our goyard2014.org website. Go there, catch them. So easy. You can just go to the broadcast and click on it and you can listen. It's amazing what technology affords us the ability to do these days. So if you want to text during the show and ask questions or add your input, you may do so. You can do that straight to our Google phone number, which comes straight to my phone, and that is 727-888-4171. If you get a pen, you're going to be wanting to write down some notes today, so get a pen, get ready. And I'm going to give you that number again for you to get involved at during the show, later, 24-7, 365. Doesn't matter to us when we hear from you, just so we hear from you. You can email us at goyard2014 at gmail.com or, again, use the text number 727-888-4171. So we'll be happy to get your input. And a couple of you have asked some very interesting questions this week based on last week's show. So we're going to get to those questions in a few minutes. But 
Let's start, Dr. Angel, by reviewing what have we been talking about on this topic of dealing with life's uncertainties? Well, we normalized it. We just talked about how everyone's experiencing it because life is in this constant state of change all the time. We normalized it? I love that term. Which means... We all experience this. Okay. So if we're all going through it, it's something we better pay attention to, right? Yes, I, I agree with you there. Okay. And so, you know, we talked about, you know, human nature is just kind of avoid, we want to avoid change. A lot of times we get set in our little comfort zone. Oh, yeah. Comfort zone. And anything that could possibly bring change is really scary and we want to avoid it. And Right. So Anything that makes us have to, I love that commercial where the dad is uh, got the kid that's always making messes and the dog, and he says something about, uh, there's no deep couch city for me today. You know that term? Uh-huh. And it's cute because, you know, that's the, that time where you can just really get down, sit down on your sofa and relax and not have to feel like getting up and not change things for a while. And a lot of times we don't have much deep couch city in our lives, do we? We don't. We yeah. do not. Uh, we're constantly having to deal with uncertainty and we can decide if we're going to deal with that, you know, head on or if we're right. going to be, you know, active and participating in this or are we going to just take this passive role and let what happened happen and almost kind of be that victim of the change instead right. of getting in there and being active with right. it. Right. And a lot of people have that old case said, ah, said, ah attitude. You know, whatever will be, will be. And they don't really plan ahead and to deal with life's different things that happen and their life's uncertainties, do they? A lot of people just put their head in the sand. They do. And I think that's because there's a lot of fear or unknowns with, you know, uncertainty. And so it's easier sometimes for some people to say, you know what, I'm not going to make a choice than to maybe make a choice and it not be the right choice or maybe whatever might happen. And so it's easier to say, oh, look what happened to me instead of, oh, I made this choice and look what happened kind of thing. But the truth is, even a bad choice is a choice and it's action. And I would prefer someone who's making, moving forward and trying to make choices and maybe hit a couple brick walls along the way than someone who sits back and just watches. Exactly. So you're saying let's be active, involved in our lives and not just let life happen to us right we do we need to life is not a spectator sport and i know we have said this so many times i like that though i really it's like not. that it's not a spectator sport you know we we get to decide how active we're going to be in our life and our choices and how our story writes out we've been talking about writing our life story and uncertainty is a great time to start writing our life story absolutely because that's the time we um talked about last week of danger or opportunity right you know so what's going to happen uncertainty can be bring a lot of really cool opportunities open new doors maybe life won't look the way we thought it was going to but sure right well along that line okay sometimes life happens and the result is just awful okay it can it can happen and one person responded uh well actually it was a couple that listened to our show quite frequently last week with the the example of the week before you and i are football fans Mm -hmm. and right now at this point your team and my team are still in the playoffs meaning you for the patriots me for the broncos Actually, they have to meet each other this coming weekend. Okay, so with that, we know we'll be mm, <laughs> we'll be against each other on that little game. But okay, so what happened a uh, week before is that in the in the Minnesota game against Seattle, okay, in the very last couple seconds of the game, the 
kicker had to hit a field goal for the Vikings to win over Seattle. He missed it. And he was a kid that always hit them, right? And he was so depressed and discouraged. And this was on ABC News last week. Okay, And he was so down. And on ABC News, it was reflected that a little group of first graders wrote 25 little letters to him. Is this cool? Did you hear this? No, I haven't. And sent them to him. And, all, and he went to their classroom to thank them because the letters, and I quote here from our listener who wrote me this, Uh, 25 letters from a Minnesota class of first graders. All were letters of encouragement, complete with crayon illustrations of this is what they all said. Don't feel bad. We all make mistakes. You still had a great year. You're a great guy. Aw, Is that amazing? And I said, I wrote back to this listener and I said, I am definitely using that on next week's show. Because these kids knew... Probably, you know, because they watched the game with their parents or whatever, but they they knew that this guy had to be really feeling bad about losing the game because he lost the game. Yes. I can see that. And you know what? And that's it. That's that's totally it, you know? And we need to have some of those little encouragers in our life. We do. And you never know where they're going to come from. Right. Who would have thought a bunch of... Little five and six year olds would be able to make a difference in this man's life. Oh, and he said, you know, that the you know thing on TV was, you know, it just really helped him a lot to get all those letters. You know, you're still a great guy. You know, that is so cool. <laughs> Isn't that great? We all make mistakes. Okay, we do. But he was out there and he still tried. And he, he still, still tried. And right? That was a tough game. That was like one of the second oh, coldest games ever it in was playoff horrible. history. It was. It was very, very cold. And so how can what can we take from that, Dr. Angel, for our listeners on this topic? Well, I've I know I've said this many times on the show. It is better to try and fail than not try at all. Yes. That's exactly right. Because if we don't even try or if we never take that new job or we never try that new situation or relationship or whatever it is, then we don't know what blessings or what great things we would miss. We have no idea. We have no idea. Or the way we might grow as an individual and become and emerge and become an even something better for ourselves. Exactly. You know, but a lot of times when we're talking about uncertainty, a lot of things with uncertainty are things that happen to us that we don't really get to have a lot of control over. Exactly. I mean, we just had it this weekend here in Florida with all the tornadoes that came whipping through on Sunday night and destroyed tons of property. That's a time of uncertainty. You better believe it. And that brings a lot of fear and anxiety. And so where do we go from here? You know, I've done my best. I I feel like I'm a good person. I've heard these people on the news and they're just devastated. Well, of course. Absolutely. They didn't expect this. Absolutely. Sometimes things that are uncertain come from places that we have no power and control over. Right. But we can have power and control over how we handle that. That's the whole point of this series. Don't you think we can do something about how we handle the things that happen in life? And whether or not we accept those changes or whether or not we bury our heads in sand and say, I'm not going to deal with it. I'm just going to, you know, just ignore it. Maybe it'll go away, whatever it is. Which we mentioned this example last week, and it really is a good one. People get diagnosed with breast cancer or other things, and they decide through fear to not deal with the reality of that health issue, for instance. Oh, and that's very true. And when we're talking medical issues... 
the quicker we are more proactive, the better our results and outcomes can be. So absolutely. that ignoring it can just make things so much more worse for us and our families. Oh, absolutely. Before we get to the examples that have been called in, Doctor, because of this topic, um, I want you to go through kind of a little review of what we said last week on how to deal with these kinds of things that happen in our lives. Well, when we have um, uncertainty, there's always something that we were expecting to happen that may or not may not be happening. There's okay. an expectation that's kind of falling apart at some level. Right. And so we talked about replacing those expectations with plans. Okay. So, you know, expectations, they, we talked about how they set us up for disappointment and they can leave us in that negative doom and gloom phase. Right, exactly. But plans kind of give us some opportunity to be proactive in our own life okay so i might not have expected this bad thing or this um unpredictable uncertain thing to happen to me but i can start making a plan of how am i going to deal with this right with how are we going to get through right exactly whatever that is and one of the most important part when we're making plans is to make to get information whoa whoa there you go i think a lot of times people are stuck because that fear grips them or whatever those, you know, those feelings of stress hit them so much that they can't even get any information. They don't even know, realize that they should. True. And you need to watch your sources. We de- did talk about that last week because yes. we'll, we might call our neighbor or our best friend and they're going to give us medical advice or legal advice. No, we need to talk to the whatever professionals we need to talk to. For the, right. for the individuals who just went through the, hur- uh, the tornadoes last week. Sure. They need to talk to their insurance people. They need to, you know, maybe talk to their community leaders and find out what right. resources are available. But they need information. Absolutely, they do. Because without that, we can't really make a great plan. Right. So information is vital. People, write that down. You know, I really suggest you grab a pen and a paper and write some of these things down to, tonight. It's really going to be useful for you, I believe. Okay, so that's one thing to do. Get information. Make your plans. You kind of talked about plan A, B, C, D. You want to elaborate on that? We want to prepare for different possibilities. Okay. So usually when something happens that's uncertain, it's not usually an A or B thing is going to happen. It's usually a lot of different outcomes can happen depending on other information. Right. So make a plan A for one situation, one outcome. Make a plan B if there's another outcome. Make a plan C. Make a plan. You just keep making plans until you exhaust all you can of the different outcomes that you can come up with. So you... Uh, encourage people to write all that down? I do. I like to write it down because it kind of just, it helps me. It gets clarifies it, out, it, doesn't it? It clarifies it. It gets it out of my head so it's not just on that little hamster wheel in my head all night oh, long. Oh, I know. I know. I'm one of these, and I think you are too, that I make a list every morning of what has to get done that day. And seeing it on paper helps me plan. And because otherwise I worry that I'm forgetting something that is really important, sending some this paper to a client, this taking care of this problem or this question. And when it's on a piece of paper and I can see that I have to do it, I, I really get less stressed as my day begins, you know? Do you experience I the same totally thing? I totally experience the same thing. And I, I love that. It's a great technique. You're right, because it clears our mind. It helps keep us focused. And this is kind of in the same way. So we can kind of reality test some of our plans, because maybe we come up with plans in the moment of the stress that may not be you know, super embedded in reality. And as we're sharing with a confidant or somebody who's a supporter, Good they point. might be able to say, oh, well, that's a great idea. But I don't, you know, maybe we could tweak that a little bit to make right. it more realistic. So you would encourage people when they're handling life's uncertainties or difficulties to get to get some counsel or to get some uh, feedback 
let's call it, from someone. Is that Oh, absolutely. We need those we need those encouragers just yes. like our football player has yes. in our life. And yes. if you have one encourager, that's that's what you only need one. Right. And so somebody that'll say, Hey, let, let's walk let's walk through this, you know? And somebody who can be honest with you. Right. That can look at your plan of action or whatever you're making and say, you know, I don't know, but maybe we could talk let's process it or yeah, I think there's a great plan. I think that could really work for you. Okay, I want to take you back to football because, oh, you know, I, I just love it. Okay. Do you know what they do in football? They have a game plan, and the coaches all get together during the week, and they they have scouting. They know who's going to do what, who's going to be the ball carriers and all that on the opposing team, and they pretty much have a game plan. And so the quarterback is not just going out there and calling any play that he thinks might, oh, let's try this. I mean, sometimes the quarterbacks like Brady and, and you know, Manning and some of those guys have a lot of, you know, latitude there they can do things but for the most part in football for instance there's a game plan there is and they have a plan a b c well if this is going to happen then we're going to line up this way and if that's they're doing right this, and we're going to go this way they make a lot of they contingency plans. plans yes and that's what we need to do when we're dealing I with agree. uncertainty i agree have contingency and they write theirs down because quarterback you'll see him swip up his little armband yes and you can, see all you can read them he and, reads them right there he has it with him because when you're in the middle of the moment, sometimes it's not hard, easy to remember what your plan was. You know, I think that applies here, doctor. Don't you? I do. Talk to me about that. Well, you know, we're dealing with uncertainty. It brings stress. It brings fear, anxiety, maybe some depression. And those are a lot of strong emotions. And we're not always thinking clearly when we're feeling that in the moment. Right. Exactly. So we need that game plan. We need to know what one, two, three, four, five is going to be. Whatever. Okay. All right, so there's a process. We prepare. And what about confidence when it comes to, you know, carrying out your plan in this uncertain change? You know, maybe you've got a new job, you're moving to a new city, and you get so, wake up in the middle of the night, you're scared about how all that's going to come together. What if my boss doesn't like me? What about this? What if the moving van gets stuck or lost or <laughs> oh and the what you know ifs what I mean? can happen and we, exactly. can, we can what if something all day long right the truth of it is we do need to become confident in our ability to adapt right how do you get there if some of our of our listeners say i don't know how how to do that i don't feel confident well one of the things is to look up look back in your life and see what are other places that you've had to adapt how to change because of ah, uncertainty like or difficulty or whatever and draw on the past accomplishments your past successes. successes right another thing is is maybe finding a support person your cheerleader your encourager okay who has a, had to learn to adapt and has okay. done it well because right. they can kind of help give you some ideas of some strategies that they've used that worked for them okay that's great that's great get that feedback get talk have somebody talk to you about it how does focus fit into all of this your focus well we definitely we need to focus on we need to look at first of all what it is we're dealing with with uncertainty right and deal it apart which will help our focus because usually we get that snowball effect when we have one area of uncertainty every area is affected because we're just wrapping every problem we could ever have into one big one right and so focus is where we can kind of pull it back and separate where what's uncertain okay and what's okay all right. And then start getting that information, making that plan, learning to be confident, aligning ourselves with a support person. Okay. Woo, 
Ooh, I like all of that. So uh, replace this fear and all this with plans, okay? And we talked last week about the worst-case scenario, and I really think that whole concept, we need to hit it one more time. We may have people listening tonight that didn't get this last week. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, here's the thing is that we don't want to expect the worst case, but we want to prepare for the worst case. Okay, why not expect the worst well, then all of our emotions are going to go on the negative side. And our <laughs> outlook is going to, we're going to put on our negative glasses and we'll see right. everything that way. And we'll get overwhelmed quickly. Right. So we need to prepare for whatever that worst outcome could be that we could imagine and have a plan. Right. But we need to hope for the best. Okay. So hope really does enter in here. Hope does. Okay. Um, and information gathering that we've been talking about. So when we do the worst case scenario and we sit down doesn't it often reveal, at least it does for me, because I've practiced this technique for many, many years, okay? And what it's done for me is that I realize, well, if that happens, I can, I'll deal with it. When I go to that extreme to take the, my situation, whatever it is, out to the worst case scenario, it convinces me every, almost every time, well, I'll be okay. I can handle that. Absolutely it does because it's taken away a lot of that fear because usually what happens is when uncertainty comes, we have this worst case scenario thought of but not really thought of to the to the fact that we think how realistic if this happened, is there a tool I could use? When we're right. putting it on paper and saying this could be the worst case and here's a plan A if that happens. Right. Okay. Now we've put it on paper and we've given it some kind of a solution to start dealing with it, a coping thing. Right. That kind of releases you a lot more because now it it's does. like, oh, my gosh, I could do that. I right. could really do that. Right. So it's not about you expecting the worst and talking the worst. I mean, in fact, we would encourage our listeners, guard what you say during these times of uncertainties. Be careful. Don't be talking the negative crapola all the time. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely not. We need to be careful not only what we say, but to who we say things to. Okay. How much information we're getting giving out to people. Because, you know, when we give information, most people think that's their permission to tell us what to do. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. I think you need to say that one more time. That was, that was really good. Oh, say it one more time, then we're going to go to break. When we give information, it, a lot of people take it as the green light that they can tell us what to do or give us their advice. There you go. We've opened the door for it. Don't go away. Call a friend. Have them join us right now on Go Yard. We'll be right back. Listen. I have someone who needs me. Someone I've needed so long. For once unafraid well, life leads me. Somehow I know I'll be strong. For once I can touch what my heart used to dream of long before I knew. Oh, someone warm like you would make my dream come true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the Tan Talk Radio Network. This is Megan an independent ambassador for Plexus, the pink drink. There is finally a healthy solution to help you lose weight. It's a most natural product that will burn fat, not muscle. People around the country are experiencing amazing results, and you can too. Check out my independent ambassador website for my contact info, testimonials, and product information at mkramer, K-R-A-M-E-R, dot myplexus, P-L-E-X-U-S, products, dot com. 
Is it time to consider a new pool enclosure or beautiful screen room for your family's enjoyment? Family owned and operated, Boils Aluminum is the place to call for timely installation of all types of seamless guttering and screen enclosures. Boils Aluminum is A-rated on Angie's list and with the Better Business Bureau. Check out their website at boilsaluminum.com or call today for a free estimate at 727-504-9354. Mention this ad for a discount on your project. Boils Aluminum, treating you like family with honest and reliable service. Prompt professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at 727-417-0707. This is the Tantalk Radio Network. Okay, here we are. We're back. Go Yard. I'm Mama Mac along with Dr. Angel Falzoni, Ph.D. licensed mental health counselor. And, you know, I know, doctor, that you are, um, you know, you have so many people that work for you. You've got 27 or more counselors that work under you. You are in the trenches on a daily basis. This stuff that we talk about on Go Yard is reality. It's real life. I've been a pastor and minister for, uh, you know... <laughs> A long time. Let's just say 30 <laughs> 30s, uh, more years, uh, probably close to 40. So anyway, a long time with youth pastoring and everything and a lot of counseling. And so we are not coming from a place of no experience with these topics. That's what I'm trying to say. Absolutely not. <laughs> Lots of experience. <laughs> a lot of experience and on a daily basis, okay? And one of the things we mentioned just briefly last week, and I want you to address before we get to the two callers, the utilizing stress techniques. What are we what are we talking about there to help us deal with uncertainty, Dr. Angel? Well, when we have uncertainty, we already identified that, you know, anxiety, depression, fear, those things kind of can bombard us a little bit. And so sure. It's stressful to go through uncertain things, to have outcomes that we really aren't sure of what could it, what it's going to be. And so stress reduction is really important, not only to our physical health, it is to our mental health as well. Because we can cope better. Right. We can have more positive outlook when we can reduce that stress. And so whatever it is that you use to help you manage stress, if it's go for a walk, go have a McDonald's tea with your friend, if right. it's, you know, go read a book, go take a long bath. Having those things that help you kind of wind down a little bit and not think about what your un- the uncertainty is during your stress reduction time. It's, it's a break from that. Okay. And that will help give you more strength to deal with the uncertainty. For me, I've said this many, many times, just going to the causeway here in Dunedin right near our radio station helps me so much get my thoughts together and just look at the water, get a change of view. Instead of looking at my desk and all the demands that are sitting there that need to be taken care of, just getting out and going out there, even for an hour, helps me so much, doctor. 
change Absolutely. change the scenery. You know, and some things it's the silly things that can really make a big difference. Um, yesterday I had to go take my car to get an oil change, and when I got there, I needed to have some other work done. And you know, I'm sitting in the the little place, and they have this little table set up on the side, and I brought my laptop, and I was working on my book, and I was just happy as a little. And I was so stressed before I walked in there, and when I left, I felt so much better, and it was just sitting in the oil change place. Isn't that great? Something different. That is great. Okay, I want to get now to, unless you want to make another point here, but maybe we'll make them as we... Okay. Let's talk about these two call-ins, call okay? okay. Uh, both of them are younger women, okay, under the age of 45. Okay. All right? Both of them have children. Okay. Both of them happen to have uh, very abusive husbands. Okay. Okay? Both of them are married. Okay. Now, we are not saying that this cannot happen the reverse, that the woman is the abuser. Not that's quite possible, and it does happen. Yes. Okay, we know that. But in both of these situations that they called me this week, both of them are exactly what I just described. Okay. Okay. One in particular, her situation is much worse and much more critical right now than the other one. The other one probably is just not quite ready to make any any decisions. Okay, even though life is pretty difficult. But the one that is more critical, here's what I heard her saying to me yesterday, okay? The abuse has gotten to such a level that she fears for her life and the life of her children. She also fears that she'll hurt him. Wow. Okay? Some of the things that she brought up and the things that were happening were atrocious, beyond words. One of the main weapons that he uses is financial abuse. Mm Mm-hmm. Lying, intimidation. Um, if you leave me, we will be ruined financially. Uh, quit your job so I can work more because we have children. You know, she's a teacher. She needs no, she does not need to get out of the school system. She needs to keep her job. It's her only freedom and sanity. It's well, only freedom from insanity is what I meant to say. And part of the abuse cycle that we've talked about earlier is that isolating. And so quitting your job is an isolating factor. That's to, right. To keep you drawn in. And the way the abuse cycle works is when I can keep you in fear. Right. Fear is the big It's basis. the root, isn't it? Of this whole cycle. And yes. I can yes. feed you enough of the lies that you, you hear it enough, you're going to believe it. Right. Even if it, you reality test it and it's not accurate. Right. Um, and so you're continually feeding this lies and negativity. It's going to become your belief system. That will. Yes. And it'll paralyze you. Fear does have that element of paralysis. And I heard this. I'm going to make up a new name for this person. I'm going to call her Amber. Okay. Okay. Just came to me. So let's say that Amber, here's where she's at. She absolutely is paralyzed. She said to me, what can I do to get, I know what I need to do because I went through the steps we've talked about before. That she needs to get get an attorney, get a restraining order, cut off all the text messages that are every month, Dr. Angel, this person receives between 500 and 1,000 texts from her abused abuser husband. Wow. And so that's just, that's the way to keep her on the strings. Keeps her on the string. Well, my first suggestion is I would suggest that she goes to um, and talks to a domestic violence counselor or shelter okay because they can give her the tools right there the resources right there they have attorney referrals right there that specialize in handling this type of stuff fantastic and this is like 
Any any name in this area that you would recommend? Um, we have two. We have Casa, and um, I think it's called the Haven in our area here in Pinellas County. Okay, this one person, the one I'm talking about, Amber, was from this area. The other person is in, in another state. They're and, called. And the first suggestion is go to the domestic violence um, shelter. You can talk to them. They'll give you information. They'll give you resources. They will help st- start empowering you, but they'll also help you to see some of the the lies you've been believing. Yes, and and that's is what I was hearing. And I've talked to her different times, but this was more acute yesterday more of cause of concern because she's so afraid for the lives of her, of herself and her children now and she's afraid she'll hurt him so this has taken a new dimension she said she's not been afraid of that before but she's that angry now she's that and this situation definitely needs professional help and it's going to need you know professional therapy it's going to need the lawyers it's going to need the legal system involved it's, it it sounds like it's quite a massive situation but one of the first great places to start is a domestic violence shelter because they can start connecting you with the people that can give you the help you need then maybe that's the answer because she kept saying to me how do i get rid of the fear or how do i step out from the fear and do what i know i need to do so how would you answer that well, we talked about earlier, the early part in the show, that when we're dealing with fear and we're dealing with uncertainty, and this is definitely a very serious situation, is we have to combat that fear with information okay, and resources. Information she, and resources. It's, it's more than she can deal with she right. and, and handle in one moment by herself. She needs help. Right. And she's going to need all kinds of help from different resources. So that first thing to help with that fear is get people who have done this before, who can help build her confidence, who can help her learn where she is on that cycle so she can stop it. And the cycle, you want to talk about the cycle of abuse? Just you don't have to go through all the steps of it because we're doing this, you know, well, it's just the off domestic, the top of your head. It is really not planned, but that's okay. It's okay. The domestic abuse cycle and it's, it perpetuates. It starts where things are like really, really good, and then that we call that the honeymoon phase, and then it kind of goes where things are starting to fall apart. Usually, a lot more financial or emotional abuse happens, and then whatever that abuse role is goes full fledged, and then comes right back around to the honeymoon cycle, which is really, really good. Right. They're kind of. It's kind of a weird way of saying it, but they're kind of almost like um, really high highs and really low lows in relationships. Okay, and I get that. And she's been there different times. But what she says now is that it's always the low low. Yes. Because she's hooked and he knows it. He doesn't, it doesn't have to cycle around to the honeymoon to win her back because he's got enough fear and has oh, taught okay. her Okay, that makes total that sense. She is hooked and he doesn't. It doesn't have to cycle. She's his captive, really. Right. It's it's like being uh, held hostage in the basement of a house with it's tied emotional up. hostage. Mm-hmm. It is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And you know, when you leave, it may hurt your finances. You may go bankrupt. But you know what? Freedom and safety is a lot more important than having to deal with building your finances. And again. in a case like this, and the other girl that called from out of state, when we have these kinds of abusive, you know, domestic violence type situations. They've got to, something's got to propel them off a dead center. This is what I'm trying to say. You said the answer to that is information. Mm-hmm. Okay, is there anything else that well, they can having do? having those supporters, when you go to, like I said, when you go to the shelter, there's going to be people who are going to encourage you, who are going to help walk beside you. You're not doing this alone. And okay. It's not just people who are involved. These are people who don't have to be involved. They're strangers. So what they have to say sometimes is a lot easier to take than when our family members are telling it to us because sure. you know they always people tend to pick sides and whatever and so it can help 
but you're not going to make that step to the shelter until you're done. And sometimes people okay, go Okay, how did really they get done, done, doctor? How did they get done? How did they get to the point where it's like, okay, today's the day that I go to that domestic shelter and get help. When today's the day I get the, the attorney. You're done when you've had enough. And some people take a whole lot to, to reach done. Some people never reach it because they're killed before they hit done. This person, Amber has told me through the years that she's been done this time, this time, this time, this time, to the point she's left, rented a house, done things, but the abuser always turns the children against her, etc., and she always feels guilty and goes back. This is what she does. Which is why she needs the professional help for the situation. Okay. Absolutely. Because she's going to need ongoing support. It's not just support to leave and get legal action for her to be safe. It's going to be ongoing and reprogramming right. her mind. That takes time. It took him time to do it. It's going to take her time to undo it. It's taken him 20 years or more. Yeah. Well, it, it's not going to get It's not going to take that a month, but it's going to take some consistent reprogramming. So this goes such along with what we're talking about here with handling life's uncertainties, because when she, when I picked up the phone yesterday, it was, if I make any steps, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I'm not going to, how I'm going to pay for that. I don't know how this is going to happen. That kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, how are the kids going to react? All of that, all the uncertainties. And there's a lot of uncertainties with a situation like that. But the first one is to arm yourself with that information and those resources that can stand and walk beside you. Information and resources. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's back to what we've been talking about last weekend, this week, make a plan. Make a plan. And they'll help you make plans. That's cool. And that's the amazing thing because their plans will be realistic for you. Right. And, you know, so they'll sit and walk you through it. You don't have to sit back and go, what did she say? How do I do this? I can't think right now. Someone's going to walk it with you. Because you can't think when you're in the middle of that emotional turmoil. No, sometimes we need help to make plans. And it could be a domestic violence situation or maybe just something that's so overwhelming that you you need help. And that's why we have counselors. That's why we have professionals who can sit and help you do this. Right. So stop going it alone out there, audience, uh, because your life, it's, it's the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So it's not going to change if you don't change and do something about the situation that you're in. True. And we need to focus on what we can control. Okay. So I like we that. can't always control everything that's going on. In fact, we don't really can usually not control much of what's going on on the outside <laughs> of us. But there are little things that we can do to make our life easier. We can focus on the things we can control, finding those resources, finding that help, finding that information. And then when we're dealing with smaller uncertainties, maybe sometimes it's just reorganizing something to make that part of our life a little easier. Right. You know, I just went through and reorganized all the kitchen cupboards. And, you know, it made a big difference in so many areas of my life. Oh, I hear you. I can find everything now. I hear you. I love it. It It was something small and it was totally unrelated to the uncertainty I was going through. But you know what? That little thing went a long way. It it makes you feel, it makes, seems like life kind of lines up better when you get organized. (laughs) This isn't a show about that. But I tell you, it does make a difference, doesn't it? But there's little things you can control at some point in your life and to make your life run a little easier. Okay. When we have uncertainty and we get overwhelmed easy, it's nice to have something in our life that's going smoothly for us. Can you address the fear? That stymies people. Like Amber. And the person that called from out of state, Susan. Well, you know what? We talked about this. We've said this on so many shows. Fear is normal and it's natural. 
But we have to do it afraid. Do it afraid. That's a three-bell three ringer. Do it afraid. Talk to us about that. Maybe somebody's listening today that's never heard that wise advice yet from you, Dr. Angel. Do it afraid. Well, if we're sitting in something that's causing us fear, we're experiencing fear. But if we're not doing anything about it, we're just going to continually sit in this fearful place. Right. So you can be feel fear and be afraid. Right. But you can still take steps forward. Right. It's okay. Moving forward is not does not have to come in the absence of fear. So it comes down to a desire for life Change. to be better, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Okay, I think that's huge. Talk to me about that. Because that right there, once the person realizes life can be better, I don't have to live like this. I don't have to take this verbal, financial, physical abuse anymore, mental harassment. I don't have to do that. Is it that a lot of these victims don't feel that they will ever be able to get out of it? Is it a hopelessness? Um, I no, I don't think experience? it's. I don't think it's hopelessness. I think it's that they're so hopeful that that person's going to come around and, and be better, go back to the really good times. Ah, uh, and I okay, think okay, so they don't want a divorce; they want a marriage. It's unrealized hope. Right. And so all of us have a a different threshold of when we're ready for that change in our life, when we've hit that level where, okay, I'm done hitting my head against this wall. I'm going to find me a door or a window to go through. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when we're watching from the outside, we can see it for somebody so much quicker than they can get it, get there. Oh, amen. (laughs) Absolutely. It is when you're trying to help people. And, and, but Is there anything you can say to Amber or even Susan, if she's listening tonight, about how to get there quicker? Well, you've recognized the issue. You recognize the problem. The next thing is, do you want to do something about it? And if your answer is yes, then you need to take your step. Okay. Go do something about it. Okay. But the problem is a lot of people get stuck in talking about the negativity and how awful it is, but they're really not ready or wanting that change yet. Because there's something that they are getting from it? Yes, it's giving them a payoff somewhere. A payoff somewhere. Give us an example of what that could be. Uh, it could be all kinds of stuff. And for everybody, it's something different. So I could hardly give you a really example. Maybe somebody's living in a financial, living pretty well, even though they're in financial abuse. Maybe they have a nice house. Maybe you have nice cars. And if I leave, we're going to have to, maybe it's just, what are people going to think? Mm. We've kept this hidden, and we have a social life, and right. what's going to happen? It could be all kinds of stuff. And in Amber's case, when she did exit a couple other times, the kids, even though wanted her to do that and take a step and take action, then this abuser was able to turn them against her so then they wouldn't even see her, etc. So the pain of a, no- a mother not being able to see their kids, pretty bad. And that's why you need a lot of different types of professional help. Right. Okay. Anything else you want to say on that topic? Well, you know, one last thing I want to say on dealing with uncertainty is that we just need to stay in the moment. You know, when we're dealing with uncertainty, we tend to jump way ahead of ourselves and get thinking about, oh, ahead in the future roles. Sometimes we just need to stay in the moment, plan for the future, but stay in the moment. You know, the future starts to consume us when we're in uncertainty because we're so worried about what that's going to be i think this what you're saying right now is a tremendous help for amber and anybody else like her i really do stay Stay in in the the moment moment. okay so thinking way down the line today is your moment this moment is your moment stay in this moment and make your choices for this moment 
the future will continue to work itself out moment by moment. And you really can't predict how your life is going to look six months from now no. or a year from now. But you can predict how it's going to look by this evening if I make that call to the domestic violence Absolutely. Uh, or shelters. And it's or- moment by moment. And staying in the moment is really important. You know, so today I'm focusing on my possibilities, not my fear. And suddenly I will feel a lot better. So it's a matter, again, that word focus just keeps coming up. And so instead of thinking all the things you could lose if you do this, start thinking about all the things you could gain. Wow. Like? Freedom. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What else? There's lots of things you can get. Your power, your freedom, healthy relationships, you feeling healthier, independence, you know, a lot of things you can gain. Make a list of those. Mm -hmm. And focus on it. And stay in the moment and make, get your information. How about a, a person in this situation, like Amber, visualizing or kind of play acting in her head what life would be like if she was not reading 500 texts a month or 750 texts a month and dealing with the emotional abuse from that? In other words, picturing the peaceful life she could have if she didn't have to deal with this craziness. But you know what? Some people get so stuck up in it that they they can't even envision that. They can't envision that? Once you get in it so deep, it's very hard to see that. And that's where you need a lot. You need your cheerleaders. You need a lot of help to do this. Okay. And you have to learn to cut off that negativity because what we talk about this, what we feed grows, what we starve dies. That's right. us. Right. So when we're feeding all this messages of fear and abuse and intimidation, we're growing fear based on anxiety and stress. So the more she talks about this to people. Well, and the more she's looking at text messages, emails, however it's coming through, the more she's going to be powerless. So she's got to remove herself from the source of the abuse. Absolutely. There's no way around that. Fear of life, she's, she needs to, absolutely. So, you know, it's interesting that this happened yesterday and that we are finishing up this topic tonight, handling life's uncertainties, because this is a real-life situation right here. And I think you have given us some amazing, can you go back and review real quick everything you've said? I'm, I'm going to throw it at you. Here. Oh, my goodness. Okay? You're really making my brain work. I know. Tonight. I am. You said that it doesn't matter whether we like change or not, everything is going to change. Life changes. Life changes. And the certain thing about life is that we are going to have change. We are. Okay. You remember you said that. You said to replace expectations. I take good notes. You do. With plans. Yes. So don't get stuck on making expectations that can set us up for disappointment. Make plans with lots of contingencies involved for different outcomes. Okay. And process the situation and see where the uncertainty lies. I remember that one from last week. Absolutely. What's, what am I really uncertain about? What's real? What's not real? Don't let it all snowball for you. Then you said prepare for different possibilities. Yes. Those are the I told you I take good notes. You do. And that's the football plan. Okay. So we make the football plan. Right. Plan all the different scenarios that could happen if this happens or that. How about the confidence that we need to get with our coping skills and start believing in ourselves? Start believing in ourselves and find a, a support that believes in you too. Okay. What about the worst case scenario? I'm just throwing them at you here. Prepare for the worst, expect the best. All right. Hope for the best. Hope for the best. What about the, using uh, stress reduction techniques? Yes, go do something for yourself. Take a break from all thinking about all this stuff going on. Hmm. How about focus? Focus. On? Oh, focus on all kinds of stuff, but focusing on dealing with the issue, focusing on what you can control. What you can control. And the last but not least, 
Stay in the moment. Yes, how about that? We are so glad that you have listened to this show. You can hear this show again at noon on Saturday and Sunday on StarcomRadioNetwork.com. It'll be up there this Saturday and Sunday. StarcomRadioNetwork.com. Write that down. StarcomRadioNetwork.com. Call us, text us, 727 888-4171 with any of your comments or questions. And it's been a great series. We've got a new one starting next Thursday night. Any comments, Doctor? No, I just say let's hope, let's uh, (laughs) prepare for the worst next (laughs) and hope for the best. Hope for the best. I got tongue tied. There you go. All right. This has been Dr. Angel and Mama Mac and Go Yard. See you next week. Good night. Prompt professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at 727-417-0707. Is it time to consider a new pool enclosure or beautiful screen room for your family's enjoyment? Family owned and operated, Boils Aluminum is the place to call for timely installation of all types of seamless guttering and screen enclosures. Boils Aluminum is A-rated on Angie's List and with the Better Business Bureau. Check out their website at boilsaluminum.com or call today for a free estimate at 727-504-9354. Mention this ad for a discount on your project. Boils Aluminum, treating you like family with honest and reliable service.
Like a